Welcome to Own Your Own Stuff, the way back to connecting with partners, coworkers, family, and community. Featuring your host, Jane Donovan. I'm triggered, you're triggered, they're triggered, everyone is triggered. And while I say this a bit in jest, the truth is, I have never known a time when just about everyone is being triggered and so often. Dare I say it? It's happening multiple times daily for most people. Even people who typically hold their own power are creating victim stories. Victims are fighting to have the larger, bigger victim story, and our communities that are already heavily divided are showing more and more cracks as this craziness goes on. If we acknowledge together that we are all in this situation of personal growth, then we can hold our kindness, compassion, and love frequency for others, even moving towards forgiveness of the one who's perceived as having wronged you, and maybe moving towards gratitude for the person or situation that triggered you as a gift, a gift to assist you on your path to greater growth and self-empowerment. I guess also that this is just more of our ascension path to clear the negative and step into a higher vibration as much as possible. However, it all seems to be escalating very quickly. Even people with great emotional skills are struggling to remain stable. And so a reminder today of skills, tips and tools that perhaps we've forgotten, plus a dive into the subconscious mind to see how we can overcome quicker and quickly our triggers is today's show. My gorgeous guest today is also my best friend and one very talented and wise woman. Nikki Huskus is a certified lifeline practitioner, a registered kinesiology practitioner, and an emotions and metaphysical kinesiology practitioner and instructor. I start by asking Nikki, how can we help people when they are right in the middle of being triggered, perhaps even in a group or public setting? I feel like the very best thing that we can do for ourselves in those moments is to catch ourselves in the trigger. And I think the easiest way and the best way to do this is to, in that moment, firstly, recognizing that we're triggered and then being able to pause and tune into our bodies and find out what it is that we're actually feeling in that moment, because that is the key to understanding how to kind of navigate through the subconscious pattern of reaction that we'll undoubtedly be in in that moment. Okay, let's use an example, shall we? Let's say that we're driving in our car and we are triggered in the moment because somebody's cut us off and that person cut us off and they've driven away and there's nothing that we can do about what has actually just occurred. That person's on their way, but I'm sitting in this moment in, in, in a, in a state of anger, you know, I'm triggered. And so I'm feeling really angry and I want to get angry at that person. And I'm holding on to a negative energy field right now. The main thing that we can do in that moment is to go, okay, what am I really feeling? I'm feeling angry. Maybe I'm also feeling a little bit of fear because, um, you know, the person cut me off and there was a, a moment where I held my breath and I feel like we might've had an accident and there wasn't a collision However, there might as well have been based upon my re- response in that moment. So pause, 
what am I feeling? I'm feeling really angry. I'm also feeling a bit afraid, you know, and how, where do I feel that in my body? I feel it in my chest and my stomach area. So if we can tune into the feeling at where it is and what that feeling feels like and give it a name, then we can process what just happened a lot easier because then we go, okay, I'm, I'm feeling fear, I'm feeling anger. And then, then I, I like to do this thing called, it's part of the process called the see, feel, hear, which is something that I use every single day in my life. I use it in sessions um, with my clients as well. It's a part of the Lifeline Technique by Dr. Darren Wiseman. It's called a see, feel, hear, and it is literally just that. If we can catch the feeling, see it, feel it, hear it, we can clear it. So we can literally do that so quickly. So it's, I've got the emotion. I know I'm feeling anger and I know I'm feeling fear. Just quickly observe all of the times that I've seen and um, seen the images or the memories of fear. You know, just think, oh, fear and, ang- fear and anger, where does that take me? What can I see in my, in my memory bank? What's in there? Oh, suddenly just thought about being left at school when I was a child and I didn't know if my mum was coming to pick me up, she was running late in traffic or whatever, right? So you can find that there are actually multiple other triggers on board in this moment, right? And so then it's got nothing to do with the car. Now I'm in that. And I can think about, you know, numerous moments, numerous memories where, where fear and anger take me. And then it's just a question of, okay, where am I holding that in my physical body right now? So then you can tune into your body and say, all right, okay, so I've seen it. I know there's a pattern here. I've been in fear and um, anger before. So where am I holding that right now in this moment? Well, I'm holding it in my stomach and I'm holding it in my chest. I do a little process where I just send that love, just send it love, infinite love and gratitude to those memories that are being held in my body that aren't serving me in this moment. And so, you know, because in this moment, my ability to access logic is not, it's not available to me as easily because I'm in a subconscious pattern of reaction. So then if we can access where we're feeling the feelings, okay, I'm feeling it in my stomach and I'm feeling it in my chest, send it love. Now we can tune into the voice, right? Because we've got this voice that's constantly on repeat. And it's, it's subconscious in nature. So, in, so this is the voice of fear and the voice of anger in relation to this now moment. That's what I'm curious about. All right, when I tune into the voice of anger and fear, what does that want to say to me right now? And it's the first thing that comes to your mind. You know, so for me in that moment, if I tune into it, oh, it's not safe out here. That's the first voice that comes to me. It's, oh, it's not safe out here. So just to repeat that back to yourself over and over again and just get into the loop and eventually you hear how ridiculous that is, but you might have to do this in a couple of loops. We don't have to do the deep dive. You can just literally go, all right, I'm just going to observe what am I actually feeling? Where is it being held in my body? What's the story around that? Is that my truth? Of course not. Would I ever choose to feel this way? Absolutely no way. It's so simple and it is that simple. (laughs) just flip it flip the story and and as soon as you change the way you're seeing this particular incident then the thing that you're in will change inevitably that's just what I absolutely know to be true in this now moment would I choose fear would I choose anger no this is nothing I can do about that 
that person's on their merry way or whatever. They may not even have known that they cut me off. There could be a million stories. So all that matters is the one that I'm telling myself and the story inevitably that I want to tell myself in every moment is that everyone's doing their best. I'm choosing to show up with love. And so that's a really long answer, isn't it, in how to navigate a trigger. It comes down to we have a choice in how we show up. We can't always change what's happening, but we can change how we respond to it. And I think that's the very most powerful thing that we can all do for ourselves and for humanity. I feel the more we know ourselves, the more we become aware of our triggers, the more empowered we become to self-manage. And this, of course, leads to self-governance and the ability to deeply be happier and more engaging and connected with others. I asked Nikki, what is the subconscious? Okay, so the subconscious is effectively our mind. So we've got this brilliant thing that is our mind. It's 90 to 98% subconscious in nature, which means it's two at best 10% conscious in nature. So the subconscious mind is made up of the automatic parts of ourselves. So all of the memories exist in this realm. It's like as a little person, we, we have learned at some point not to touch something that's hot. We've, we've gone to touch it or we've touched it and been burnt. And then there is a memory now that we've learned not to touch something that's hot. So there are so many subconscious memories that we're storing and we're holding on to that are so necessary for our survival There's also the automatic responses such as blinking and swallowing and breathing. We don't have to think about these things. So it's amazing. We're so glad we've got this. It's also the storehouse of memories and emotions, largely a lot of them unprocessed over time. And so it's it's that realm that I really like to work with and just clear the subconscious patterns of beliefs that we've held onto about ourselves that are no longer relevant when someone's told us something about ourselves, and this could be parents, it can be our educators, it can be the person down the street that looked at you in a strange way when you were small and you took that um, and made a story out of it that is just not true, but somehow you've, uh, you know, your life experiences have reinforced that, but it's not true in any way. So that's why I love to deep dive down into understanding core limiting beliefs and changing that story. Um, And we can only really do that by consciously going in and navigating or resetting the pathways through the subconscious, which is really cool. I also like to say to people to think about the subconscious as a computer. And that is that we, we buy a computer or a phone and we've got this brilliant operating system, but it needs programs to run. And so we have, we're just a bunch of walking programs essentially as humans, you know, and when we don't use an app or um, a program anymore on our computer, we can just, you know, delete it. But you have to go through a process to remove it from the hard drive. And that is the work of the subconscious, I guess. And an extension of that is that I actually think of the planet as another version of the subconscious mind as well, where there is potentially 90 to 98% of the people and everything in planet Earth in a, in a, in a 90 to 98% state of potentially sleeping and then a maybe 2 10% awakened. 
Um, although I don't know about numbers, I'd like to say that I feel very strongly that we as humanity are accessing higher levels of consciousness now more than ever and I wouldn't want to put a number on it. So even though I have, I've regurgitated these numbers to you, I don't know if that's even true anymore. But I really feel confident and inspired by humanity waking up to higher levels of potential in the conscious realm. We create stories all the time from triggers, from incidences, from things that are just occurring in our everyday life. And I know I see this a lot in the dating world where people will create stories and there will be patterns. Often, unfortunately, the stories are victim ones, stories where we give our power away. So I wanted to ask Nikki for some examples about the subconscious in action. I understand that the subconscious mind, we can drill it in and go, all right, we get, we get triggered every six seconds by our senses, right? So if we go, come from a sensory point of view, we've seen a colour, we've smelt something, there's something that we've tasted, we feel something, you know, so there's frequencies, there's sights and sounds and colours that are constantly triggering our subconscious. So let's say, go back to the car story, it was a red car. And I'm so angry. But there's every chance that what I'm, what's beneath that anger too is that there's a trigger in the colour red. And so we can drill in and, and, and work with colour to find out what's deeper, what the deeper story is around the car just now. What we tend to find is that whatever we're processing, whatever story's on board when we're, when we're looking at clearing our stuff, someone coming for a session is wanting to clear something, a stress. If we really want to own our stuff, we can drill in and find out that it's actually got nothing to do with the story that we've got on on board. We always want to acknowledge it. I will always acknowledge 100% the story that's on board, but I don't want to stay there and I would never encourage my client to stay there because it's an old story. It's past. Even if it happened five minutes ago, it's not in the now moment. In the now moment, we are consciously accessing something in our mind to gain clarity. So the best way to do that is to acknowledge the story in a very brief way and then go in deeper. So we we can age recess. We can go back to different, I'm, I'm speaking a little bit about kinesiology here, but it doesn't matter what modality or any modality. It's really just knowing that in any moment that we are really holding onto a story, it has actually got nothing to do with that story as being the problem, that's a way in. We're conscious to set an intention to show up differently now because you'll often find there's a there's a pattern in there. So if we clear the pattern or if we can recognise, even just recognising there's a pattern here, you know, I mean, I work with all sorts of people. I was working with a young person recently. I say young, she's in her 20s, early 20s, and and she was saying, you know, This is a real problem for me right now with this work situation and the bullying. But, you know, I recognise that that was happening in school to me and I changed schools and it kept happening. And why does this happen in my little friend group? And why is this still, you know, so there's a pattern here and I'm not saying that means it's you. It's okay, you are experiencing this over and over again. Let's go deeper. And that's where subconscious healing is so powerful because um, it's ownership first and foremost and, and with intention refocusing an old story 
<laughs> refocusing from a place of an old story with a new pathway. And, and it's the most powerful and light, light way of being. It's, it's very rare that I have anybody leaving a session that I'm doing with them where they don't feel light. You know, that's, that's one of the common things is I feel light and I feel free and, oh, I just feel so much happier or, you know, I can breathe easily. And it's funny because at the end of the session, and I've used all of these tools and techniques, but I say it's really funny. We actually haven't done anything. You have just changed your perspective on this whole thing. You know, amazing, amazing. That's how powerful the subconscious is. I was eight years old when I was taught we only use 10% of our brain. Immediately, I wanted to know what does the other 90% do? I've been curious ever since. With so much being hidden from us, I'm excited that we're moving into the knowledge of maybe what the other 90% does and having the ability to tap into the new knowings and skills. That's going to be so magical. I really feel we're embarking on a journey right now in positive potential and the sky is the limit for gaining new superpowers. I asked Nikki if she feels at this time, is the 10% consciousness getting larger? Is this the super consciousness or higher self? Or what does she feel is happening with our brain capacity for growth? I am so excited to be alive right now. As triggering as things are for so many people, myself included, I am witness to human beings every single day accessing higher levels of consciousness and their own healing. I'm seeing manifestation at a rapid rate. I'm, I'm doing it myself, but I'm also watching people do it for themselves and you know the wildest things with human bodies women who are being told that they can't fall pregnant naturally are falling pregnant naturally and understanding that the subconscious mind can be a block is not um, just going well that's a block it's actually when you when you bring that together with the conscious and you create the superconscious field we recognize that we have an infinite pool of superpowers available to each and every one of us we are all superheroes and I know for sure that we can do anything with our bodies and our minds if it is true that we are only able to access let's say 10% conscious awareness imagine because I know you've talked about this so many times Jane imagine if we could grab an extra 10% or tap into that 90% let's go for 100% you know we don't know, and I'm absolutely certain it's been designed that way, that we wouldn't know. So as we are starting to get curious about the, that potential, imagine, just imagine what is possible. And so the other thing, and this, is, this really keeps everything simple, is that as much as you know, a lot of my work is with the subconscious mind, I'm 100% heart-led. So I know if we come at everything and anything with love, that that is the ultimate vibration that heals and brings together everything and anything. And so let's say we're in a conflict with another fellow human and, you know, we've known this person a really, really long time and suddenly we're in the story. Um, if we bring it back to love and just, I, I mean, I have to practice this a lot. I don't find this super easy all of the time. However, if we approach every single situation of conflict with love and just come from the viewpoint of 
absolutely assuming that every single person is coming from a place of love, right, that whatever they're choosing as reactive as we may be or as judgmental as we may be about their choice, that they are coming from a place of love, just assume it. Whether they are or whether they aren't, who are we to judge? If we just assume it that way and then we meet it with love, then what's the issue, right? So, yeah, I think coming from love and focusing with clear intention from your heart. So, you know, one of the little magical pieces that I like to do with people is just to say, you know, we are recalibrating your vision. So I might be putting glasses on, you know, coloured glasses on. We are tuning your vision back into the frequency of love. We are might go around their ears and change the vibrational frequency with some healing, sound healing and we are tuning you back into the frequency of love. I don't think we're, we need to put anything in. We are already that. We came that. And then somewhere along the way we kind of get pinched off from it. So it's just reminding and rehearting ourselves back to the frequency of love in every way through our senses. That is the ultimate in healing. I hope you've enjoyed listening to today's episode. And if you'd like to reach out to Nikki, head to her website, askthebody.com.au, or you can find her on Instagram at askthebodykinesiology. And I hope you have a gorgeous day owning your own stuff and developing your superpowers. Thanks for listening. You have been listening to Own Your Own Stuff with host Jane Donovan. To connect with Jane, head to janedonovan.com.au.